Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. Hello. And our permanent guest, Scotty Tank Crimes. What's up? I'm smoking weed. I'm doing this episode high. And I'm eating cannolis. I'm doing this so you're episode So you're going to get extra shit out of me. It's yeah. Friday, baby. So and Friday I, before a long weekend. So what are your long weekend plans, Scotty? I'm going to, uh, there's actually a massive punk fest at the Oakland Metro with huge, big, old school names that I didn't even find out about until yesterday because there was no fucking flyers. There's no nothing. And um, it's huge. Like, I'm going to go see Adolescence, Poison Idea, Conflict, fucking Barookers, all these huge bands. And uh, I know what it takes to put a thousand people in the Oakland Metro, and it's more than an event page on Facebook. So I'm kind of worried about the show, um, but we'll see. But it should be a killer weekend. But sure. also, flyer for your fucking shows, dude. Like, the promoter for this show's got a big expenses, dude, bringing over bands from UK and shit. And I know there's no flyers because I just flyered the whole damn town for my show last weekend, which sold out, by the way. Thank you, everyone. What, yeah. Now, um, before we get into what we want to talk about today, I uh, heard that Municipal Waste has a new record that does not feature anyone from Tool, Metallica, or Slipknot. Is this true? Oh, well, I saw that headline this morning. Was they just trying to push back? That was like a Metal Sucks headline or something? Yeah. Are all they doing all... that for all their headlines today? Or did they yeah. just yeah. yeah, that's the joke, yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, no. Um, well, you know what's kind of cool is this goes back to the pod, um, is that I mentioned on here like six months ago that I was going to invest a thousand bucks on some new camera equipment and some other shit and just see what happens, right? You guys remember this? Listeners? Thank you. Co-host? Yeah. Well, so I went and shot a music video in Europe for the world's biggest metal record label with my new camera, and it came out today. Nice. So I'm, uh, that's pretty exciting, man. I know not everybody can just like buy a camera <laughs> and shoot a music video for Municipal Waste. Like I did a lot of other things in the last 40 years to get there. But uh, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty rewarding to, like, put myself out there as a, I don't know, a fucking cameraman. I mean, Matt, you saw, Matt was there when I was filming yeah. some of it. I mean, I'm basically just doing my job with a GoPro that I carry around from what, in my fanny pack that I just bust out when shit's going ape shit, you know? Yeah, I, I, again, the first time I ever saw Scotty. He was holding together David Whitty's drum kit to the point that I almost ran out to help, but I wasn't sure if I would get like iced by security. Yeah. And then as soon as I made, as soon as we tightened a couple of bolts up, I pulled my fucking camera back out of my fanny pack, dude. There's tons of footage from Hellfest in the video. Yeah. I was actually going to see if I'm in it. Like that would not. Yeah. Uh, well, you were kind of behind stage. So no, cause it's no, all okay. shot outward from, okay. from stage perspective, but yeah. Anyway, what were so, we? Yeah. Oh yeah, no one in Slipknot in that video. <laughs> yeah, no one in Slipknot, but maybe like a Matt Bacon arm. This, yeah. this is the Wave of Death video, right, Scotty? Yeah, Wave of Death. Okay, I'm seeing it right. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the page for it. What's sick is it's kind of a it's an official music video, but yeah. the only lyrics are Wave of Death, and we put it on there, so it's kind of a lyric video awesome. too. <laughs> I also so like another thing. Let's talk about this real quick. Another thing about like 
trying to do something different, but taking off other ideas. Like Municipal Waste invented a whole new festival thing. Like by next summer, other bands are going to be doing this. Oh, absolutely. They're mm -hmm. like, okay, Wall of Death is fucking played out, um, even though it's super fun. And then they come up with the Wave of Death, which is as many people crowd surfing over the barricade as possible at one time. And it goes fucking nuts. It's super fucking great. And I'm so proud of my dudes because they, I mean, Wave of Death will now be part of summer festivals for, for the rest of time. It's I'm going to be right back. Dope. I need to close my window because there's an ice cream truck. <laughs> and, and also, is there not a tour coming up since we're on Shameless Self-Promotion? Right uh, real quick promotion, yeah. And if anybody wants to come see me this summer, or this fall, we're doing um, the three weeks in the U.S., but we're hitting most of the A markets um, with Napalm Death, Sick of It All, and Take Offense. That's a uh, which is, lineup. I mean, it's just so fucking huge, man. And I'm is excited... For, all, for everybody to check out our buddies Take Offense, because they kind of took off a few years ago and then slowed down a little bit, and they're about to come back, like, really strong. Like, they're about to announce a record. They're coming on this tour with us. They, um, they're awesome. And then this comes back to the pod, too. So Take Offense was the opening band on the Persistence tour we did back in January with Sick of It All, Ignite, Waste, uh, Booze and Glory, uh, walls of Jericho like it was a big mixed bag bill mm -hmm. take offense was like those poor guys had to play at like 6 p.m every night or whatever you know like they were people were like in line outside while they were performing a lot of nights mm -hmm. um but guess what they fucking kicked ass were super helpful for the tour were an awesome band live awesome dudes that fucking sat around backstage and on the bus with us hanging out the whole time and making friends with everybody. And we didn't even hesitate, dude. When it was like, we need an opener. It was like, well, let's see what take offense is doing. That's awesome. It's that fucking easy. Like it's everything this podcast is about. I, I mean, I just gave two great examples with me buying the camera and following through and making a music video and yeah. take offense, taking a shit spot on a great tour yeah. and capitalizing on it yeah. i mean come on you can't do any better it's great so everybody be excited for take offense their new record will have like a huge announcement sometime soon it's got to be if we announce the new way shit today their shit's not far behind um, um but what were we going to actually talk about on this episode we were going to talk about twitter and there was, two, there was two viral tweets in the past couple weeks. I know Scotty's was like two weeks ago, but people are still talking about it. And how many notifications are you still getting about that tweet, Scotty? Are you still getting any? Yeah, no, it's just kind of mixed in with other stuff. Okay. So what, so. But yeah, that, I mean, that also, shit got retweeted this morning again, for sure. Like it's still going. Yeah. And by like comedians and like well-known people on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, because so, it's also like a humble brag if you're big, too. Because the tweet cool. is, retweet if you've played to fewer than 10 people. If you've played a show to fewer than 10 people. Which, by the way, anyone who's ever been on a stage has paid, played for fewer than 10 people. Certainly anyone who's ever gone on tour has yeah. played for less than 10 people. That's a fucking fact. So, uh, people relate to this because it, it's relatable because everyone's done it. So, um, I, I got to ask. So what, what made you decide to tweet that? Just You were just fucking around and then just did it or what? No, check it out. 
I fucking tweeted that with the wrong grammar two years ago. It was my first viral tweet. Okay. Yeah. I retweeted. Oh, wait, 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 back up. This was also viral two years ago? Two years ago, I tweeted. We were on tour with, uh, Waste was out on tour with uh, Gangrene on the yeah. East Coast. And I tweeted, retweet if you've played a show to less than 10 people. Yeah. It did the exact same. It got like 6,500 retweets and we saw a bunch of celebrities and bigger bands and oh. comedians and stuff the same. But then a journalist friend pointed out to me, hey, Scotty, I'm so stoked your tweet is going so great, but I wish it was grammatically correct, which is, Matt, you're a writer. Do you want to explain this or do you know this one? No, I'm not a, not a good writer. I'm just a writer because I was there. So He's a writer, less, but not a good one. So you use fewer than instead of less than when you're saying a number oh i did not know this Me yeah and I are both writers and we did not know this so there you go i just i just learned this one and so whatever so then what happened was i was like okay whatever i don't give it i mean i don't give a shit so that was like two years ago and it was yeah. super funny because we were on tour and everyone was fucking I couldn't shut up about my tweet and like I'm in the back of the bus and every time it got retweeted by another celebrity, I was like, fucking guess, you know, it was like Veruca Salt fucking just retweeted me. Like, really? Shit like that. Awesome. Cause it went like way out into the pop world and shit. That's awesome. So I'm sitting around like two weeks ago and I'm like 200 or no, I'm like, tw it was really close. I'm like 20 followers away from 7,000 followers. Oh. And I was like, man, I, I want to hit 7K today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should just finally grammatically correctly retweet my viral tweet. That'll get me my 20 followers for sure. And you got like 300, it looks like. Yeah, I got like 350 followers off it. I That's really awesome. just wanted to crack 7K. And so I brought it back with correct, um, correct grammar. So and then okay. it went off. It's just an easy one. What were you going to say, Matt? The legacy edition, if you will. Exactly. Exactly. Are, are you going to do a greatest hits version in another two years or what? Possibly. Well, then the next one would be, well, I could, I could explain this. I could, I could teach people, I could be a grammar Nazi on Twitter to my followers by explaining less or fewer with a couple screenshots. There you go. Um, awesome. But anyways, yeah, the tweet went, the tweet, I mean, I, I, it's like, 6,500 retweets tweet. and like 60 about the same likes. So, I mean, that's as, I mean, that's as viral as I've ever done, you know? Now, I um, actually want to point something out because it's interesting to me that you've already had success with this tweet. Um, I just found the original one. It's from 2018, June 2018, it looks like. Oh, so it was one year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess it didn't. So I waited a year, did it again for the exact same results. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so this is actually something we've seen with Ripple. Uh, Todd has a post about... Uh, bone music, which is essentially uh, in the Soviet Union, they would print their bootleg records on x-rays. I just saw a bunch of those when I was in Budapest this summer. My friend showed me a bunch of OG ones. Yeah. yeah. So, Todd, on. so Todd has one and he just like made like a record nerd post about it. Like he didn't, um, he didn't, uh, <clears throat> He didn't know it was going to, he wasn't yeah, like, yeah, he he like let me yeah, post my viral like, tweet today. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, I'm a, he's just like, um, you know, like part of the charm of Ripple is that it's like record nerds. You, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Um, and so he just posted it as like, I'm a nerd. And it got like, 
I think over a million impressions and like thousands and thousands of shares and all this other stuff. Yeah, I hit a million impressions. I was pretty impressed. Yeah. I was, and, and so cool. like, yeah. but like, but then it did it again the year after when we like shared the memory or whatever, you know? Uh, and then, yeah, nice. And the year after that, like if you have something that goes viral once, like you'll get viral from it again, unless it's like very, very, um, like if you made like a, a tool tweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's time specific, but you're right. And I mean, this goes back to what you say. And, and I agree. I tell bands this all the fucking time. Um, reposting stuff, especially stuff that worked the first time, like no one's going to anyone's page anymore and like looking through their stuff. You only see what's, what you scroll past. Yep. So yeah. if something pops the first time, fucking try it again. Give it a little space and go again. It always fucking works. I've been pulling up pictures from like four years ago on my Instagram and reposting them. And it's like, I have like triple the amount of followers now. I mean, they're a few years old and they were great photos and they, they work even better because they're going out to a larger audience. So. 100%. Um, well, like I also, so, so, so this is actually something I'm really upset about with my old Facebook account getting deleted for reasons beyond our understanding. Like I had a bunch of really sick photos that I could have used that I, 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 cause I was trying to get more of my photos on Instagram anyway, just as like a guy in the world who wants his shit documented, you know? Oh, that, do, are there people out there like that? <laughs> what do you, what, 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 what do you mean? You're basically just said, well, you know, I wanted to use Instagram for its sole purpose. Oh, well, yeah, right. Well, you know, it also built built brands to be like, yeah, of course. Here I am with Phil Anselmo when I'm like 18. You don't have backups of that stuff. It was all you'd left it all to Facebook. Yeah. That's amateur. Come on, yeah. come on, Bacon. Lesson learned. Yeah, amateur hour from from your boy. Um, uh huh. Point being, um, now one of the interesting things you said when we were chatting before we kicked off this podcast was that it, at, having a viral tweet actually like fucked up your Twitter. Yeah, it fucked uh, up my Twitter for like three days. I just stopped posting. And then, because then the thing is, I can't turn off the note. Oh, I wasn't getting push notifications, but I mean, every time I logged on to Twitter, it was like a million things. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my ego will not let me turn off notifications when the shit's going <laughs> like that. I'm just like, no, I, I need this. Even though it's like half frustrating, it was still too rewarding. Sure. Uh, you spent all this time on Twitter. Finally, Veruca Salt's paying attention to you. Exactly. <laughs> The guy, what, what's the guy's name? The guy who's fucking uh, Mr. Peanut Butter on BoJack Horseman retweeted me, dude. <laughs> what is this, a crossover episode? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, so, but yeah, it does kind of shut down your Twitter. Like, it made me realize, like, people who have, like, I don't know, like, a anyone who has, like, 100K followers or even way less, because I have, you know, like, I mean, if that tweet got a million impressions through 6,000 retweets, I mean, there's got to be thousands of people on Twitter that get a million impressions off fucking everything. So yeah. it made me realize that if you're on Twitter, once you get so big on Twitter, it's like nothing, you can't even keep up with anything. And this happened to me before, um, years ago, um, a good friend of mine, he used to manage uh, Morbid Angel in, back in the day. He managed Municipal Waste for a few years, and now he is head of 
merchandising for Grateful Dead. So this is a very accomplished guy in the industry, my friend Dieter. Mm-hmm. And he was hanging out one day with me and he convinced me to follow back everyone on Twitter that follows me as like, I mean, I, I understand where this is from and, and some people like this. I did that and I had to, I had to get an extra app to delete everyone because that right. was like not even being on Twitter. Like you can't follow thousands and thousands of people and then actually enjoy the app for what yeah. it is, you know? So there's been a couple of things. Like if you get too big on Twitter or try to do too much, it's really hard. Like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if some celebrities who just like getting news off Twitter, like I do have like a burner account to read fucking, you know, th- about their interests. Someone because yeah, I think it was the rock who recently said he has a burner account to follow his daughters on Instagram. Yeah, because if you're huge, I mean, even if you're just mildly big on Twitter, you can't really use it the way a civilian uses it, it yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, just imagine, like, just imagine some of the accounts with, like, millions and millions and millions of followers. It's got to be mental. Well, I was actually super impressed that, like, Ice-T, like, is my favorite person on Twitter and one of my favorite people in the whole world. Yeah. And um, he... Still, I know he's sitting on the set with a lot of downtime every day, yeah. but yeah. he still manages to like and, and and communicate with with a lot of stuff. And I'm sure. like, yo, I mean, so that I was just even more impressed by fucking my stepdad, Ice T. Your stepdad? Sure. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Does that make my mom Coco? I guess. <laughs> or no, not Coco. His original wife, Vanessa, from the power cover. <laughs> I don't even know these things. That's, That's amazing. That's Lil Ice's mom. That's what else is cool about Ice-T. He didn't know you could, like, rent a car for your music video or, like, hire models. So, like, back in the day, like, that's his Rolls Royce. That's his Ferrari. That babe on the cover, that's his wife. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's why else he's so fucking sick, dude. Because <laughs> he's just like, oh, I, I'm just going to DIY it, I guess. Yeah, that- that's his DIY. He's like, I'll just DIY it. Okay, cool. Like, uh, let me run the fuck. Let me wash my rolls real quick before the photo shoot. You know? <laughs> let me get my kids to like, yeah, amazing. Um, so let's go into the next tweet, Matt's tweet. I know Matt. Yeah, because Matt's tweet. tweet was viral because it made people upset, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was the, it or, was the or the, not. It didn't make everyone upset, but the people who were upset were the people who made it blow up. Yeah, but Correct? there were also some people that and really, some defenders. I actually got more retweets from people who who dug it, who were like, "Yeah." Some defenders of it, yeah. yeah, yeah but like, it's almost like I think that the defectors also then push more defenders to action. Well, but yeah, like it's like is, a call to arms or something. Like one hundred percent. Like initially when it went out. So basically, I tweeted that. If you're a band who who wants to put out their album and you don't have 400 bucks and you're not willing to save that money in one or two months, and like you're five dudes and you can't save 400 bucks, you got a fucking problem. Yeah. I talk about the rehearsal room piggy bank all the fucking time. And like I probably was a little more condescending than usual in my in my delivery. Curtis condescending is when you talk down to people. Um, oh really? I didn't know that. Matt. <laughs> Curtis just called himself out for being condescending on yesterday's pod. I heard him. 
That's just my favorite. Dig in, dude. Give it to him. That's just my favorite joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, point being, so I made this tweet. And I, I appreciate why it upset people because I do appreciate that people don't like being talked down to and I was definitely talking down to people. And I get yeah. I was kind of a dick for that. And I, and I admit that. But I was really amazed at like, like, I feel like I'm generally kind of a dick. So to have like that many people get upset was a little bit surprising, if that makes but sense. He, but here's the thing though, Matt. You also had a lot of people like you had Vince Nielstein commenting saying you're right. Lindsay Schoolcraft said you were right. Well, absolutely. And this is the thing, right? Is like... Yeah. A bunch of like big people were like, "Oh yeah, Bacon knows what's up." Yeah. There's a great here's a great quote I'll share with you guys that I think about all the fucking time when I'm giving advice and people with like not much to show for that whatever I'm talking about are very argumentative. Yep. There's a great quote from a fictional character that everyone should be familiar with, Kenny Powers. Okay. <laughs> and he says to a woman that he's dating, honey, I love you, but you dress like a fucking dickhead. And she goes to argue with him about appearances and dress. And this is what he says. I know one of us had their own personal stylist and one of us shoplifts their shit from fucking fashion bug. I feel that so hard whenever somebody who with zero experience pushes back on my 20 years experience. When I'm not even giving the advice directly to them, I'm offering it to anyone who will listen. But a yep. lot of people read that stuff like, hey, Matt Bacon, why are you talking to me, bro? And you're like, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just like I think I, the worst part was I literally tweeted it at like 6 a.m. Like I wasn't even awake. I was just like, I like woke up. I clearly remember I woke up and my back hurt. And I told you later about the tweet going viral, and you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. I was I was like deep in prophecy world, like running ads or whatever, you know. And I'm like, uh, you might want to go look at your tweet, which is blowing up, dude. Because like that. Uh, uh. Well, let me re- let me repeat it for the people who can't listen because I don't have anything to sell our listeners in the form of uh, management or PR, and mm-hmm. I will back the fuck out of that. Um, maybe you could have maybe to upset less people, you could have been like, if you want attention, save up the fucking money. Sure, but That's but still, it's not a lot. I mean, I say it about self-releasing. And then especially if you've already saved the money to self-release to not put aside the extra 500 for press is insane. But having grown people in a band, I mean, there's tons of expenses to being in a band. Make a rehearsal space piggy bank. Take dues like a fucking union. And then there's always shit. There's always cash to spend on that stuff. And then I also say to people who are like, oh shit, how am I gonna get fucking 20 bucks? Listen up, if $20 stands in between you and something that makes you happy or will advance your life, you need to reevaluate fucking everything. Yeah. Cause that ain't shit. Yeah. You could find a piece of garbage in your house right now and sell it for 20 bucks on fucking Facebook, dude. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, I talk about this all the time. Like I'm pretty sure I could make rent 
just on books I find. If I went to like the right neighborhood of Brooklyn and just books I find on the street. Oh, if you live in a city, you can for sure live off Craigslisting, Facebook Marketplace, and eBay. Like, I mean, I, I know you guys are Gary Vee guys, so we all know this too well. But I mean, I've, I've done that several yeah. times. Yeah, like earned up a G real quick with, yeah, like, with no investment. I, like, I, I realize I should do that more because I pretty routinely, because like, you know, living in Brooklyn, it's a very high, and you get this too, Scotty, where you live. Like, it's mm-hmm. a very high turnover, right? And I like at least once a month will find like a $250 book trove. Dude, I live a mile from UC Berkeley, dude. There's any time the students move in and out, there's entire apartments on the street. Yeah. Oh, dude, so yeah, make, that's no, another thing. If you don't live in a city, you're even better off if you live near a university. Yeah. To flip to flip garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sanford and son that shit, B. <laughs> you know? Get out there. 100%. Sanford and Son, that shit be. Now it's so easy. You can fucking take a picture of the thing with your phone and post it before you even lift it off the sidewalk. Sit there yep. for five minutes and see if there's any interest gauged where you want to fucking lug it home or not. Yep. There you go. These are some valuable tips you guys are getting right here that even non-music, well, sort of music related. I carried a fake ficus tree from downtown San Francisco out of a building that was being like renovated and they put these really nice fake trees out. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted a fake tree in our rehearsal room that has no windows. I always just thought it would lighten the place up. So I took the tree on the bus with me all the way home. <laughs> I mean, what? You know, what's funny is I ran into a girl that I knew from like middle school in Michigan on that bus. That's and she's awesome. like, hey, Scotty. I'm like, hey, shit, I haven't seen you. And I was probably 19, 20 years old in this. Time. I'm like, I haven't seen you in like 10 years. She's like, yeah. What you doing? You got a tree there with you on the bus. Like, anyway, I stole, stole some trash. I, st- I got some trash on the bus, okay? Nice oh, to I, see you. I, I've absolutely done that. Like, I've absolutely, like, I've, like, been out with people I've been trying to impress. Like, both on meetings and on, like, on dates and, like, seen a book on the sidewalk and been like, yeah, I'm going to, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to grab this. Like, that, that, that needs, I need that. Like, that's middle of March. Like, I don't, this doesn't matter that much. That's, like, a good quality edition of middle of March. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, you know, I, I just think that's, you can hustle it, is I guess what we're trying to say. You can what, did you just say? Hustle it. Oh, hustle it. Well, you can. Well, but, okay, but here's the thing. So, back to your tweet for a second here. So, I think Scotty made a really good point, which is something uh, he, he regularly does, but... Um, what I was going to say is that the good point was that if you are doing this professionally or something, I can't remember the exact word you used, Scotty, but you said something effective, like if you were doing this professionally, it makes sense. But the guys that were coming after Matt, I mean, they were pretty hostile, like almost like they seemed to think you got to like, you're not allowed to make any, you're not allowed to spend money as an artist. Like I, Some people I mean? don't, some people don't want to play the game because they're afraid they're going to lose. And fuck yeah. it, some people don't want to play the game because they're afraid they're going to win. Feel, fear of success is, is, is not far below fear of failure. It's up there, too. And True. so there you're like, I mean, it's a lot. It, it's one thing to put yourself on to tape and record mm-hmm. your music. It's another thing to put it out there to people that aren't already in your little circle. 
you know? 100%. I mean, you guys talk about, you know, a band who doesn't want to pay for PR and releases an album to their, you know, 500 Facebook fans and 200 Bandcamp followers. That's easy. Those people yeah. have already chosen to, to, to click your button. They at least have some interest. Yeah. I mean, but paying, if I pay you and then Metal Sucks says I suck, you think you did a good job for getting me on Metal Sucks and I'm mad at you because they didn't like it, <laughs> you know? And that just, that's part of it all. That happens too. I've had bands get I'm on sure. Metal Sucks and get that and then get mad at me, but whatever. It's all part of it. But here's the point, but here's, here's another side of the coin too, though. Okay, so... The other thing too, though, is that a lot of like you do a lot of PR. Like I know you, like you, all your releases have PR, but you're also hustling it with social media, which is also another form of PR. Would you not? Agree? I would feel so. I wouldn't feel like I was doing my job if I left all PR up to EarSplit. I mean, totally. for me, like Liz at EarSplit is a fucking angel, and she does so much for me. But if I just, I, I mean, for me, what I like to do is I like to just think of 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 the company's PR, of Tank Crime's PR's ear split, I think yeah. of them as just like a press release generator. 100%. And then, so anything they can do beyond that is exceeding my expectations, which they always do, so that's great. But I still leave it up to me to handle some stuff. And once you build relationships, like yeah. sometimes the editor of a blog or a magazine that I already have a relationship with, yeah. would kind of like to hear from me if I want something 100% and that's, instead that's... of instead you know and and they're they're you know most likely already have a relationship with my PR yeah. but sometimes it's just kind of nice like oh Scotty hit us up to see if we could do this that works too so my job doesn't end with paying someone to do my job you know yeah which is something a lot of people like, don't get. for context too like Liz um, and her husband Dave are like the OG metal PR. Basically. They've been around for like 30 Yeah, years. totally. I mean, I got hooked up with them through Neurosis, which is what I always do. WWND, what would Neurosis do is what I, where now I always forever. fall back. Yeah. Did you see my uh, WWBFD thing I was pushing? No, what is that? Who's BF? What would my boyfriend do? Black flag. <laughs> But yes, also. which black flag? <laughs> wow. Okay, I, I, I don't want to like be like WWHRBFD. That's just some <laughs> But um, anyway, point being, and and I think this is important. Is that like, like because when you said that, that like people would like to hear from you, I was actually thinking like, I, this is serious, right? I have known Liz since I was a teenager. Um. I played guitar on her husband's upcoming record, right? Like I'm fucking in there. Like I love. We're all, we're all looking forward to that one, Matt. Maddie are Boo. we? Okay. Yeah, we are. Cool. Who who's been talking about it? <laughs> uh, me and you talked about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked right. for it too, Matt. Just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, Curtis. I appreciate your support. You're um, welcome. but like, okay, but like, I'm very, very in with Liz and Dave, right? And that's mm-hmm. awesome. But like, still. When Scotty said that, I was like, yeah, I would feel like super special if Scotty asked me explicitly to do a Clitorati stream or something rather than Liz asking me, even though there's functionally no difference. And you know what I mean? But like I, yeah. what Scotty says is true is that it's good to add that personal touch 
you know, and I'm saying that wearing my metal injection hat more than anything else. Yeah. So he wants you to hit him up is what he's saying, Scotty. So uh, you'll be hearing from Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I would do anything for Liz. She's fantastic. <laughs> now back to one thing, though. Now I want to point out. So Matt was going to delete his tweet after he got a lot of hate, and then he didn't. Now what I want, so no, I, I never was going to delete it. I just didn't you want were to. talking about it. You asked me, should I delete it? And I said, no, we talked about it. Now here's the thing I want to point out. What negative uh, thing happened to you as a result of leaving that tweet up, Matt? Nothing really. I got, I got a nice message from Jessica Pimentel about it. And how many oh, more no, followers no, did you get me. after that tweet where that uh, so many people? 60. So the point is, is if your tweet enrages and yet also, uh, if your tweet is polarizing, like a lot of people love it and a lot of people don't, you should leave it up because here's the Yeah, thing. no, that's good. Yeah, like yeah. it's like, it's like Matt got 60 followers and he had people literally tell him to go fuck himself, go kill himself, and that he was a piece of shit. And yeah, but Nick check it out. You yeah. were, you were like, you were on brand and yeah. being sincere. And that's yeah. something you really think. And so when it comes to stuff like that, I mean, you want to be bold. Like, yeah. you don't want to give us your fucking lukewarm take on it. Exactly. That's fucking, no one fucking cares. Yeah. So by, by being a little bit bold in saying it and, and, you know, maybe crumpling some paper in the fucking on your way there, you're, that, that's going to elicit a better response. Yeah. 100%. Because even if I disagree with you, at least you're fucking standing your ground. You yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah. So, here, so here's the thing. is If you do a polarizing tweet and you get like half the people saying it's good, half the other people saying it's bad, and like saying go fuck yourself, leave it up. Who fucking cares? There's absolutely no ramifications unless you're doing like something stupid like a Nazi tweet. That might be a bad idea. But other than that... <laughs> You know, like you gotta delete your Nazi tweets. Yeah, delete your Nazi tweets. Well, don't 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 even do one rather at all. But just all I'm saying is use some judgment on it. But if you do something like Matt does, where it's a polarizing opinion, leave it up. Yeah, I mean, the only time I have to block fucking clown asses is when I make some sort of uh, not even a political tweet, but like you said, if I'm like fuck white supremacy or something like that. That's when yeah. some real fucking pieces of shit come out to give me oh, their totally. fucking, their take. And I'm like, yeah, yeah not hearing it, bro. Yeah, are like, not so allowed like, to enjoy my tweets anymore. Yeah, like the main point, main point is like, there's people out there that just want to complain. They're going to be mad at you. And it's just the way it is. You know, like, I mean, something as simple as Scotty saying, fuck white supremacy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get all the fucking weirdos out there and then if, but if leave you, it up. If you're arguing that opinion, like, you might, you might be an asshole. I know. That's what it's funny. I mean, I don't, when the thing is, is that I get, I, I'm fortunate that I have enough followers right now that when there's like some fucking clown ass wanting to talk shit, like usually just other people like handle it for me. Even sometimes when I don't want them to. And that's what, that's what happened to me is other people got like, I didn't really. And then they me. ramp it up for you. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, and then, like, uh, boy, uh, fucking uh, Joe from Eye of the Destroyer said something like, oh, people who don't get PR are hobbyists. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of people got mad and said, oh, your band hasn't done anything. Meanwhile, his band is, like, in heavy rotation on Sirius XM right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
you know, what are you going to do? Anyway. Well, last, last point I want to make before, before, we, before we end off, Matt, is just don't be afraid to, to make tweets with bold statements in them. And if people don't like it, just keep going. Stand your ground, like Scotty said. Don't delete, because otherwise it just looks like you're a wiffle walker. You know what I mean? You just I mean, you, yeah. Wish. I mean, you don't want to be a fucking politician, dude. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And fuck, nobody likes a politician, like you. dude. You're better off yeah. being a cop. <laughs> That's the best take of the year. <laughs> it's true. I'm gonna tweet that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's next viral tweet just went happened. Oh, one one more thing, buddy. <laughs> you should retweet your retweet if you like food from 2013 that I found. Wait, what do I, if I like, what's my tweet? You just found a tweet I had from Twitter. Yeah, because I, I was searching for your, for your viral tweet so that way we could pull it up. And then, and then I saw that it's a 2013, it says retweet if you like food. Oh shit, retweet that for me and I'll get it. I'll, I'll, I'll get, get it, it right, after we're it. off the phone. I'll yeah, right get, that, get that one back going, dude. I know hella people that like food. And I got a lot. I probably have a few more followers than I did in 2013. I, that's why I was thinking that one might, might actually take off. So I'm going to try it. <laughs> Let's see if there's any food eaters out there. I'll find out. I'll report back. Anyway, uh, this has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Wait, I got a plug. I got a plug. Wait, oh, you got a plug. Okay. I got final words. Okay, uh, Curtis, make a record scratch noise. <laughs> Wiki, wiki. I'm not good at making that noise. That was not I was doing right more thing. of a DJ scratch. Yeah, neither of you made the right way. record scratch noise. <laughs> I was expecting more of like a... I'm, I'm trying to retweet Scotty's... But okay, anyway, Scotty, what do you have to plug? Uh, I just got to go big on my own on, on self-plugs today because in stores today, August 30th, I, I get this pot will probably come out on Monday or Tuesday, but uh, by the time you hear this, Clitorati's Ugly Truth, Beautiful Lies, as praised by Matt Bacon on two guys metal reviews you that's where you read about it i'm sure yes out now the video for trans is beautiful is on your phone right now look at it watch it enjoy it also i shot a music video for municipal waste called wave of death go watch that as well and all of that scotty is sending me the links and they will be in the show notes for you guys eat today's fucking butthole this has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet? Everything is terrible And the